The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now you're welcome back to the Hard Shoulder. Emmett Oliver sitting in here for Kira Cuddy this week. And as you know, if you were listening to our programme yesterday, the energy crisis is starting to just ramp up and ramp up. We're almost doing an item per day on it now because I feel certainly, and I'm not the only one, that we're sleepy walking into a bit of a crisis. You see so much talk and discussion in Britain about what to do here. We just sort of seem to be, uh, I don't know, bamboozled about how bad it is and blaming each other. But what we do see is some very stark figures in the Irish Times this morning. Let me just give you an idea of the headline there. It says 70% of Irish households would be an energy poverty in worst case scenario drawn up for crisis group. Effectively, what it's saying is if you look at how much people have to devote of their income to energy, a huge swathe of the population will fall into that category if these worst case scenarios come to pass um, when we head into the winter and move out of the slightly milder temperatures of the autumn. So what's it going to mean for all of us um, in terms of affordability and just kind of trying to juggle all the different calls on our income? Here in studio, Louise Bayliss is a spokesperson for Spark, who are a lone parent advocate group. And we also have on the phone uh, Verona Murphy, who of course is an independent TD uh, for Wexford and previously was involved in the road haulage industry. So knows a thing or two about how it's going to affect our transport sector. Louise, these were stark figures from the Irish Times this morning. Uh, we do have to concede their worst case scenarios and yeah. in the media game we do tend to be more attracted to those <laughs> stories but nevertheless, they may come to pass. I see a lot of debate in Britain in particular about how we can afford these bills as a society but here it seems to be very low key. It does seem to be very low key and they're very stark figures but they're not stark figures to lone parents who've already been living at that and that's where the real worry for me is, is going to come. You know, most um, lone parents and a lot of low income households will be on energy meters. They'll be on the prepaid meters. And so there's a lot of, I would say, voluntary disconnections almost weekly for them, but they're not voluntary because it's financial pressure. But there's an awful lot of lone parents I can already see at this stage in our group where they're talking about, you know, come Monday or Tuesday, they've run out of um, electricity and they're running without electricity till they get paid again on Thursday. That's now where they are prioritising, you know, increases in food and child books and getting school children back to school. But there is the worry how do they cope with winter costs and um, increase in fuel and heating costs. Yeah and I don't want to make the worst news but just before we come into studio I see Eamon Ryan talking about there won't be any sort of British style Labour Party style cap uh, you know where we just take the next six months out and put them on the the government credit card if you want to put it like that so it's very hard to see I mean obviously the budget is coming up is there any particular measures that you would say that's the one that's most likely to be effective Yeah I mean one of the things that we would call for is for an increase in fuel allowance because we know those people who are getting fuel allowance are at most risk of fuel poverty but we would also ask for an extension of fuel allowance so there are a lot of families say on the working family payment which is for low income families they aren't entitled to fuel allowance and a lot of them are struggling hugely with that and we want to encourage people and support people in work and one of the ways would be extending fuel allowance out to people like that. Somebody on fuel allowance or somebody on working family payment is definitely in need of fuel allowance and a simple measure to keep them working and to keep them uh, houses heated would be to extend fuel allowance out to that group. Yeah and I think it's important for listeners to realise if you spend more than 10% of your income on energy that, that sort that's, of triggers you into what we call energy poverty. Yeah. So, I mean, a massive amount of people are going to be... In a, that a massive amount of people. And there's already people in fuel poverty or food poverty. So you add into f- fuel poverty. People are struggling. And at the moment, we we know that people are struggling on the prepaid meters. If something doesn't happen, there will be families that will be going two or three days with electricity and two or three days a week without electricity. And, and the difficulty, scary. a lot of the solutions proffered by the politicians are long term. You know, get better that's, lagging and insulation, and, and also, get new heating 
system, but that's not going to help you for this year. No, right? and it's it's more it's more uh, scary than that too. Also, um, because one of the things that we would say is a lot of lone parents are on in rental properties on HAP properties where they've no control. So you know, if this if this is supposed to be a tax for to encourage you to reduce your usage, if you are relying on the landlord to improve the BER rating, you've no control over that. So this is just another poverty tax, I would call it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just the amount of ideas coming forward are very, very skinny, you know, very lean at the moment. We're not, not hearing a lot of policy debate, but let's bring in a, a legislator, a TD. Uh, Verona Murphy is independent TD for Wexford. Uh, good, good afternoon to you, Verona. Good afternoon, Emmett and Louise. Thank Hi, you, Verona. Thank you for joining us. Verona, you've obviously had a, a past life in the haulage industry at a very senior level. You, you know what kind of pressures are going on there. I mean, are you hearing, and the doll is not in session, so, you know, the answer to my question is, is buried in that and to some extent, but the policies here, we're not hearing much stuff being developed. I mean, it's just, I keep using this phrase sleepwalking, but we just seem to be, we know these big bills are coming. Verona has spelled, or sorry, uh, Louise has spelled out the realities of them. But the stuff we're hearing that's going to be in the budget all seems kind of same as sort of stuff. Well, look, I've just come from a meeting with both ministers in relation to budget and what may or may not be in it. I know I'm part of the regional technical group and both I and my colleagues today have asked for a reform of the fuel allowance eligibility rules. And particularly in line with what you're reading in the Irish Times today, that 60 odd percent of people are going to move into fuel poverty. And for me, that's basically a a combination of failed government policies. Things like carbon tax being increased when it shouldn't have even applied. You know, I'm looking at an ESB bill here that someone presented to me today and you've got a standing charge of €50 with a PSO levy just upwards of €8. And on that, applied is the 9% VAT. So government has an increased take by virtue of the fact that they apply the 9% VAT on standing charges and PSO levies, in which case, not just the electricity, and it means an increase of everybody's cost. Add to that the carbon increase, government's tax take is increasing. What, what will government do in this budget? Will they equate the measure of tax that they have increased in take to those who badly needed to keep them out of fuel poverty? I doubt it. We know from fuel alone, Emmett, just diesel, by virtue of the fact of the increase in carbon tax, they took a 37 million increase. 37 million on in one month as an increase in tax from the exchequer. So I think the reality is that we have we've looked at a series of what government has done. There's a series of things that they need to do to reduce costs and to keep people from uh, fuel poverty. A lot of the fact is that we no longer have peat fueled uh, energy electricity stations where we've doubled the price of a bag of coal, the most reliable form of fuel that we have. Most pensioners are going to suffer by that. Are we going to see the fuel allowance doubled? Well, whatever. Yeah, well, well, you'll know yourself that the whole area of carbon tax is, you know, other people would say if we ditch it now, we'll never bring it back. So we need to hold fast on that. It is still reasonably uh, modest in the overall scheme. right? But where there are, I I beg to differ because I believe if there were alternatives in place, yes. But what we need here to keep people out of fuel poverty is actual just transition. We have a mechanism in which case we can, you, you yourself referenced Hollier's. 
when the cost of fuel goes up, the cost of everything, everything you can think of goes up. And today I've asked the ministers to take a broader approach to our national excise uh, taxes that we apply. They'll make the excuse that the EU prevent them from reducing VAT. Well, there are national measures. We we implement carbon tax. We implement NORA levies. We implement okay. all of these things. Well, listen, I'm under, I'm under time pressure. The government it's, it's can co- reduce Sorry, uh, Deputy Murphy, I'm going to co- cut you off a little bit there because we do have a budget coming up, as we know, so it's over to Pascal Donoghue. He'll have to solve all these problems. But for now, Louise Bayliss, who is a spokesperson for Spark, who is a lone parent advocate group, thank you for that. And you're really bringing home their realities. And Verona Murphy talking about the wider issue of carbon and so on. Uh, she's a TD, independent TD, down in Wexford. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.